0: Today is June 1st, 2021, in our first story, the largest meat processing plant in the world was just hit by a major cyber attack, crippling the U.S. meat supply at a time when we're already facing serious shortages. This is going to exacerbate inflation, and failed Democrat policies could make things substantially worse. Our next story, Michael Flynn is walking back comments he made about calling for a military coup in the U.S. similar to one in Myanmar. He's saying he did not call for that, but the reality is he certainly did. He's just trying to backtrack. In our last story, a New York Times reporter is claiming that Donald Trump is claiming he's going to be reinstated as president in August, which is just probably not true on all counts. I don't trust this fake news reporter, but we'll see. If you like this show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. And if you really like the show, please share it with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. About 20% of the U.S. beef capacity has been wiped out following a cyber attack at JBS, one of the largest meat processing companies on the planet. It's also affected Canada and Australia. And the report from Bloomberg says it is going to get worse. I hate to say I told you so, but if you watched my segment about the Colonial Pipeline hack, we learned that only within only a few hours of the hack, the company paid the ransom, which means the hackers are going to keep doing it. They're not going to stop. Now, the organization that produced the malware said, we had no intention of affecting society and we'll we'll moderate our clients better in the future. But here we go. U.S. infrastructure is under attack. Of course, the White House is saying that they're going to be contacting Russia or looking into what Russia's involvement may be. But man, are we in trouble? Man, are we in trouble? There's already chicken shortages across the country. I reported this a few weeks ago. It wasn't hitting mainstream national news. Yet when you look to local outlets, they were reporting on massive food price in, uh, food cost increases and a chicken shortage. And I thought to myself, how is it that in Omaha and Columbus, Ohio, you have local reports saying restaurants are hit by a chicken shortage? But where's the New York Times? Where's WAPA? Where's the national news coverage? Now it's here. Local outlets are now saying it is a national shortage. Gas prices are on the rise. There's a shortage of cars. There's a shortage of computer chips of chlorine. The shortages are getting worse. And I warned you about this, too. Remember what I said? Out where I'm at, the local farms were struggling to sell beef due to U.S. regulation. Now it's a cyber attack. I hope you all are paying attention to this. I feel like the people who are watching my videos and sharing them have been better prepared for what's happening. Now, maybe you don't need those emergency food supply things that, I've, uh, uh, that, that sponsor my channel periodically. Maybe you don't need them, but I think many people might now might be glad they have them because I think the food shortages are going to get worse. I mean, the media has been saying eat bugs endlessly. Cicadas are everywhere. I'm all right. I'm not going to eat them. You know why? Well, I got some supplies. I wouldn't say I went overboard in prepping, but I've been buying more and more as of late. Why? Because the dollar is collapsing. And don't take my word for it. A famous economist said this earlier this year, that by the end of the year, it's going to get bad. And we're hearing about the housing market. People in big cities are buying property sight unseen. They're calling up and saying, I'll just buy it. Why? They don't want to be holding U.S. dollars. One house sold for a million dollars over asking. People are starting to freak out from this stuff. And I'll tell you what worries me. Sure, there's a lot of stories about the housing market going insane and gas prices skyrocketing and cyber attacks, but it's the, it's the escalation in the, the attacks on our infrastructure. Now, the cyber attacks themselves are, are, are news and scary, but it's like I said after the Colonial Pipeline hack, they're going to do it again. Our infrastructure is being crippled. It's going to get worse. And a lot of people probably didn't care. And many of you watching probably took it seriously. So what do you think happens next? This is a global cyber attack. Now, they went after the U.S. headquarters, and that's bad. But I think it's going to get worse. Now, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is an option. There is optimism. Cryptocurrency. Don't take any advice from me on what you should buy or where you should buy it. I don't give financial advice. But I can tell you that many more businesses are going to be accepting crypto. And that may be, uh, in my opinion, at least for me, a safe haven for my money. And I'm looking into crypto. Hey, I got to take it very seriously. We don't give financial advice. I don't know. I don't know. I can't predict the future. I was certainly right about this. Hey, leftists, take that one and run with it on Twitter. Why don't you? Let me read this news for you. And we're going to go over what's going on. And you should share this. Let me, let me do the normal pitch. Go to TimCast.com. Sign up, become a member, and you get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast, some full episodes. And being a member helps support the operations here at Timcast Media were expanding. We got a lot of, uh, of work happening. New people are coming on. We've got events planned. And that's why we need your support. In the event I get suspended or banned, I needed a place where I can continue to produce work and a way to keep doing it. And that's your membership. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But seriously, share this video, please. For two reasons. One, do it for me. I don't got the marketing budget of CNN if you like my work. If you think my work is valuable and important, Well, then sharing it is one thing you can do to help get the word out. But also, if you think people should know this about the cyber attack, about the shortages, about the dollar getting hit, if you think people need to know what's going to happen and they should get ready for it, sharing is one thing you can do to to help those people. And, you know, obviously it does help me. And I'm greatly uh, eternally grateful for your support in sharing this content. Here we go, baby. Let's read this news. Bloomberg says, one fifth of U.S. beef capacity wiped out by JBS cyber attack. They say a cyber attack on SA, the largest meat producer globally, has forced the shutdown of some of the world's largest slaughterhouses. And there are signs that the closures are spreading. JBS, five biggest plants in the U.S., which altogether handle 22,500 cattle per day, have halted processing following a weekend attack on the company's computer networks, according to JBS posts on Facebook, labor unions and employees. Those outages alone have wiped out nearly a fifth of America's production. Slaughter operations across Australia across Australia were also down, according to a trade group. One of Canada's largest beef plants was idled for a second day. It's unclear. Exactly how many plants globally have been affected by the attack as JBS has yet to release details that granular? The prospect of more extensive shutdowns around the world is already upending agricultural markets and raising concerns about food security as hackers increasingly target critical infrastructure. In the U.S., JBS accounts for about a quarter of all U.S. beef capacity and roughly a fifth of all pork capacity livestock futures slumped while pork prices rose. Man, first, our oil pipeline gets shut down. Prices go up. Then are our meat production. Wow. The climate change activists must be celebrating right now. I mean, if they had their way, they'd shut it all down overnight. But at least this way, the hackers who are attacking us, I guess, are giving them an ideological victory. JBS suspended its North American and Australian computer systems after an organized assault on Sunday on some of its servers. The Brazilian meat giant said Monday in an emailed statement, without commenting on operations at its plants, JBS said the incident may delay certain transactions with customers and suppliers. Quote, retailers and beef processors are coming from from a long weekend and need to catch up with orders, Steiner Consulting Group said in its daily livestock report. If they suddenly get a call saying that product may not deliver tomorrow or this week, it will create very significant challenges in keeping plants in operation and the retail case stocked up. The White House has offered assistance to JBS after the company notified the Biden administration on Sunday of a cyber attack from a criminal organization likely based in Russia. White House Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters Tuesday Biden has directed the administration to do whatever they can to mitigate the impact on meat supply. Any substantial disruption in meat processing would further stoke mounting political concerns about the concentration of the meat industry and complaints of the four giant companies that control more than 80% of U.S. beef processing unfairly leverage their power over farmers and consumers. I'm going to pause. I want to show you something, something that worries me. Critical infrastructure is under attack. They say it's Russia. I don't know. I don't know. But this is the second time now in what? Only a few weeks. Allow me to show you Tim Poole's Instagram. That's right, me. My Instagram over at instagram.com slash timcatch. You can follow me there. I posted this photo. I went to a barbecue joint not too far from me. And they had a sign. They weren't selling beef. No beef. It's a barbecue joint. No beef. They had pork and chicken, though. Good stuff, by the way. Here's what they posted. The sign said, due to the huge price increase on beef this week, stemming from the gas shortage, we will not be serving brisket until it levels off. The supplies have doubled our, per po- our price per pound. I don't feel comfortable charging the amount needed to just break even. Sorry, Gary. Now, that was crazy. There was a shortage of meat and a shortage of gas. They couldn't buy what they needed to buy. It was too expensive. The meat prices doubled and they couldn't get the gas to transport, it, which is causing that price to go. Up. But remember this, when Colonial Pipeline got hit, what did the DHS say? There is no gas shortage, <laughs> but there was. We can't trust the media. Maybe for legitimate reasons. I don't know for sure. Maybe for bad reasons. Maybe there's some kind of conflict we don't know about. Maybe this is cyber war. Now, they're not going to come out and tell us, hey, just so you know, there's a massive cyber war going on. They're trying to destroy our critical infrastructure. It would just kind of be like this. They report what they have to report when they have to report it. So maybe something more serious is going on, or maybe Biden is just weak and we're being taken advantage of and attacked because who fears Joe Biden. Here's more. They say cattle producers were already seething over a surge in retail prices for hamburger and steaks, while the price processors pay for livestock barely budge. Congress has been examining legislation to address cattle markets and rural lawmakers recently pressed the Justice Department for action on an antitrust investigation of the beef industry launched this year. JBS is the number one beef producer in the US, accounting for 23% of the nation's max capacity. Compared to Tyson's, which is 22 percent, JBS closed beef processing facilities in Utah, Texas, Wisconsin and Nebraska and canceled shifts at plants in Iowa and Colorado on Tuesday, according to union officials and employees. Union Facebook posts also said some kill and fabrication shifts in the US have also been canceled. Pork and chicken facilities across the nation, including one in Minnesota, were also closed by the owner of Pilgrim's Pride Corp the second biggest U.S. chicken producer, according to union officials and employees. At least five of the six U.S. pork facilities were cutting back on operations Tuesday, according to Facebook posts from the plants. Quote, there are at least 10 plants I have knowledge of that have had operations suspended because of the cyber attack," said Paula Schelling-Soldner, uh, acting chairperson for the National Council of Local Locals representing food inspectors, For the American Federation of Government Employees, she declined to identify the locations of the operations. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's midday reports for beef and pork didn't disclose prices due to Packer submission issues. However, the CME Group's Pork Futures contract jumped by more than 3.5%. They go on to say Chicago cattle futures slumped as much as 3.4%, the lowest level since January 12th, before trimming losses. The potential slaughterhouse closures at JBS plants exacerbated an existing supply glut with too many cattle than the capacity to process them. They're going to mention JBS, JBS USA's beef and pork units and Pilgrim's Pride had a net revenue of about $40 billion in 2020. Hackers now have the commodities industry in their crosshairs with JBS attack coming three weeks after Colonial Pipeline Co. Operator, the biggest U.S. gas pipeline. So now the biggest gas pipeline, the biggest meat producer, my friends, I hope you are paying attention. We are being attacked. Maybe it's pirates, future pirates of the Internet that are attacking our critical infrastructure for ransom, and it's working. But we're being extracted. Our supplies are running low shortages have already hit. This to me is is incredibly scary. Now they say backup servers are fine. They said the same thing about Colonial. It may still take time to get things back on track. You combine this with the economy already under stress. I don't know. Maybe that economist was right when he said the dollar is going to collapse by the end of this year. It's not it's not my opinion. Bloomberg.com, Stephen Roach, the dollar's crash is only just beginning. America's net domestic savings rate has fallen by the most on record, making the economy even more reliant on foreign money. And they suggest this man, Stephen Roach, by the end of the year, it's going to get bad. I certainly think it is. What have I been doing personally? I've been buying crypto. I know the price tanked and a lot of people who are new to crypto panicked. I'm not. I've been tracking crypto for a long time, and it's not the only thing I'm buying, but it's certainly something I am buying. Now, you do you. Don't take advice from me. Check this out. From KQ2.com, nationwide chicken shortage affects local eateries. May 29th. Remember when I said, if you look at the local outlets, they're reporting chicken shortages but the national level. They're not doing it. Where's the story? Maybe it's there. Maybe nobody cares. Maybe they're too worried about Joe Biden fumbling and bumbling to realize what's happening around them. The economy is hit. It's bad. And it may get worse. I got a bunch of stories for you, though. Here's a story from May 27th. KETV, ABC7, Omaha. Meat shortage causes restaurants to run out of product, raise menu prices. I feel like I'm the only one reporting this. I feel like I'm the only one with a national platform, international to a certain degree, who's talking about the economy and what's happening to our food. I look at a lot of political channels. They're talking about Biden. They're talking about culture war stuff. Maybe that's the bread and circus. Maybe that's the bread and circus. You know, you know what that is back in the in the in the, you know, in ancient Rome, the Colosseum. when things were getting bad, when there was no food, when there was political crisis, put on a uh, make people fight in the Coliseum, throw them some bread. Hey, bread and circuses. Keep them distracted right now. People are distracted. They're not talking about this for the most part. Like I said, local outlets are. Where's the mainstream media? Now, these, these pipeline hacks. Or I'm sorry, this pipeline hack and the food shortage. Uh, I'm sorry, the pipeline hack and the hack on the food plant. This is major news. This is, depending on who did it, it's, it's, it's an act of war. These, these smaller stories from local outlets seem to be getting ignored. Look at this story. The meat shortage. Only 114 shares. Send this video to people you know and care about. I'm not saying the world's going to end. I don't know. I think the dollar's in trouble, though. You look at what's happening with these houses, man. This is freaky stuff. But I want to go slow, and I'm going to go through the stories that I got. It's not just food. It's a trucker shortage. New York Post reports how the trucker shortage is fueling the meat crisis. It's not just that it's hard to get food. It's that people aren't driving either. The Wall Street Journal reported, this. I covered it the other day, Many families are flush with cash. They don't need to work. And if they don't need to work, why would they take a job driving trucks? And if no one drives the trucks, there's no food, and then people can't buy anything. That means it means the dollar is going to collapse because people aren't working, people aren't producing, and people can't buy anything anyway. So the dollar is in serious trouble. CNN reports, energy costs are stoking inflation. Just look at U.S. gas prices. Yeah. So there's a meat shortage a cyber attack. That means you likely at a certain point will see a massive disruption in the meat supply. It also means that the existing meat will probably go up in value as people start fighting over it. And the cost to get it is going to be increasing with no truckers, with high costs of gas. I think, what are they saying? Gas is averaging nationwide over $3 in California, over $6. You ready for this? Check out this story from the Washington Post. One million dollars over asking. D.C. bidding wars escalate as U.S. housing crunch intensifies. One million over asking. Now, the house was already extremely valuable. Is it three three point five million going up for four point five? Rich people are not hesitating to get off the dollar They're buying Bitcoin like crazy. They're buying property like crazy. You know why? Joe Biden says he ain't going to tax people who make more than 400K, but he is going to print money into oblivion, setting debt records going back since uh, not seen since World War II. That is an invisible tax on everyone. The rich people, they know this. They follow the news. They follow follow economics and they say, okay, time to move my dollars, buy into something that's going to go up in value even if it means a million dollars over asking in these houses. There's a meme going around about housing where people are calling up and saying, I don't want to see it. I don't need an inspection. I'll take it. Now, many of you may have bought a house before, so you understand the process. You find a seller. You say, I you know, want to check it out. You bring out an inspector. They go through it. Maybe you got your mortgage company. You know they say here's what here's what we need. Here's what we expect. We we want insurance. We don't want to just go in. We want an appraisal. It's a it's a complicated process. It could take up to forty five days. Today, what's happening? Rich people are not hesitating to buy sight unseen. I tell you, men, some of these neighborhoods in the D.C. area, like outside the D.C. area, where people are fleeing to, it's nuts. A week ago, I was looking at property in eastern West Virginia, eastern West Virginia, in the eastern part of West Virginia, there was a 10-acre property, moderately priced. Within five days, it was gone. Five days. And I called the agent and I said, I thought you were going to check it out for me, you know, because we're expanding the business and we're looking for space where we could do stuff. And he was like, it's sold. It's gone. It's off the market. So we don't know exactly know what happened. Maybe, maybe it didn't sold, but he's like, probably sold. I mean, you got to understand, man, if the dollar's on fire, People aren't going to want to be sitting on them. And it doesn't matter if the property is good or bad. It doesn't matter if the house is leaky or water damaged. Just get your money into something else now. And they know it. You don't. Regular people don't. I guess you have an advantage watching videos like mine. Now there's some, uh, let's just, I guess let's go through some of these stories. And let's go to the bad news. Business Insider reported this September, 20, uh, uh, September 24th, 2020. The U.S. is facing a dollar collapse by the end of 2021 and an over 50 percent chance of a double dip recession, economist Stephen Roach says. Remember the date, September 24th, 2020. They say the U.S. has seen economic output rise briefly and then fall in eight of the past 11 business cycle uh, cycle recoveries. Grim second quarter data cannot be dismissed. He said, pointing out that the current account deficit in the United States which is the broadest measure of our international imbalance with the rest of the world, suffered a record deterioration. Roach last predicted a crash in the dollar index in June when it was trading at about 96. He said at the time that it would collapse 35% against other major currencies within the next year or two. The, quote, seemingly crazed idea. The U.S. dollar will collapse against other major currencies in the post-pandemic global economy is not so crazy anymore, the economist Stephen Roach told CNBC's Trading Nation on Wednesday. Roach, a former chairman of Morgan Stanley Asia, also said he sees a more than 50% probability of a double dip recession in the U.S. Double dip? Quote, it's certainly something that happens more often than not. He based that prediction on historical evidence. Roach last predicted a dollar crash in June, saying it would collapse 35%. We read that. He said on Wednesday that he'd expect the collapse to happen by the end of 2021, but he did not say it by how much. A few months later, Stephen Roach wrote this for Bloomberg. The dollar's crash is only just beginning. January 25th, 2021, only a few months ago, he writes, after an initial spike higher The dollar has been falling steadily since the COVID-19 pandemic took hold in the U.S. last March. It is down about 10% to 12% relative to America's major trading partners, dropping to its weakest levels since early 2018, as measured by several of the broad dollar indexes. There is more to come. Based on wildly unpopular forecast that it made in June of a 35% decline in value by the end of 2021, we are only in the third inning of a nine-inning baseball game. If that forecast comes to pass, it will provide an important exclamation point on the first year in office for America's 46th President Joe Biden. I want to point something out too. What did we see? November 2020, Bitcoin from about $13,000, 11000 to 13000 to 65 thousand dollars per bitcoin. Now a lot of people who didn't understand what was happening and had only a few hundred dollars bought into Bitcoin. I think uh, I think Bitcoin is good to have, but I won't tell you what to do with it because these people ended up losing money. They were scammed, in my opinion. The wealthy elites bought up as much as they could. Then once the price started skyrocketing because everybody jumped in, in the gold rush. We see news reports from China. Oh, they're going to ban it. We see Elon Musk. Oh, we're not going to take it. Square says, oh, we're done with with Bitcoin. And the price plummets. It scared the poor into selling off their coin. The rich people bought it back up. And the price jumped right back up to like 42. And it's it's, it's bouncing between 42 and 35. People are buying in, buying out. Money is moving quick. And nobody wants to have US dollars right now. Think about it this way. If 35K can get you a Bitcoin today, by the end of the year, it's going to be 100K per Bitcoin. Now, Max Kaiser says 221K. I don't know for sure. Some people jokingly say that GameStop or AMC is the new uh, gold. Full disclosure, I do have a bunch of different stocks from the meme, meme stocks. I don't have any GameStop. I do have some AMC, though. Full disclosure. Not telling you what to buy, though. Let's read more. They say the dollar is trading at its lowest level since 2018. He says there are three main reasons why you argue the dollar would fall. One. A sharp widening in the U.S. current account deficit. Two, the rise of the euro. And three, a Federal Reserve that would do little in response to any weakness in the greenback. On each of these counts, I have greater conviction on the weak dollar call today than I did six months ago. Consider the following. The current account. As expected, the current account deficit has deteriorated further, widening by 1.2% to 33 of gross domestic product in the second quarter of 2020. And by an additional 0.1% to 34 in the third quarter. The shift in the second quarter was the largest erosion on record. And it is the current level the deficit is at. It's worst since the end of 2008. At work is a deterioration in domestic saving driven by explosive COVID-related increases in the federal budget deficit. When a nation is lacking in savings and wants to invest and grow, it must import surplus savings from abroad to square the circle running current account deficits in, in order to attract the foreign capital. Unsurprisingly, the identities have held. The net domestic savings rate, which is, uh, fell below zero in the second and third quarters for the first time in a decade. The 3.8 percentage points decline in the net domestic rate to negative 0.9. In the second quarter, from a positive 2.9 rate in the first quarter, was also the largest quarterly decline on record. Now, I don't understand a lot of this. I got to be honest. <laughs> A lot of numbers, a lot of things I've never heard of before. So I'll read it. But it sounds like to me you can you can see the context for what it is. The largest quarterly decline on record. The second quarter plunge in domestic savings was largely an outgrowth of the two point two trillion dollar CARES Act. I think it's fairly simple. Joe Biden spending money like crazy money we don't have with a product not being produced is causing serious problems for the value of the dollar. Which, as most of us already know, when you mass print money, you're tanking the buck. And that means for all you people who have a savings, you got a thousand bucks in your savings account. Okay, well, good for you. By the end of the year, you'll be able to buy five hundred, six hundred dollars worth of groceries with it, right? Because the value is going down. Milk is going to go up. It already is. Chicken shortages mean not only is chicken going to be driven up by, by inflation, but the shortages will cause major price increases. Like I showed you with that photo from the barbecue joint. The price of beef doubled, and that was before the cyber attack on the meat processing plant.
2: It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield a free quote by visiting CarShield online at CarShield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to CarShield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today.
0: I can only imagine what's going to ha- happen to the price of meat now. It is crazy, right? We were just hearing these reports saying that we got to stop our beef consumption. And the media saying, you got to eat the bugs. Eat the cicadas, they say. I would say, don't eat bugs from the ground. They could have parasites. Sure. Properly farmed insects. I think it's fine. And, and they do say that cicadas taste like shrimp. They're pretty good. I wouldn't be surprised. Bugs don't taste all that bad. Uh, of the bugs I've had, I've not really, I don't really have much to say other than like, you know, stuff tends to taste very similarly. I did have cricket recently. It's kind of like a bitter, kind of pungent. I don't, know, I don't know how to describe it. I wouldn't call it bad. It's like nutty, you know. They want you to eat the bugs. Now, I'll do what I got to do to survive. I to, if I have to eat bugs, you, you know, look, if there's no meat, you'll eat what you can get. We're going to see cricket burger. We're going to see lab-grown meat. Ain't going to be no beef. They're going to mention there's more. He says the combined COVID relief package is total $5 trillion. Now, this was in January. Crank that up to $11 trillion, baby. 24% of the 2020 GDP. <laughs> oh, no. So does that mean? Maybe I'm wrong. If the current COVID relief package is at $11 trillion, that's around 50% of last year's GDP. You know what was really crazy to me is that the U.S. debt clock says, right now the average family has 36 k in savings, and in four years they'll have half a million in savings. How will they have half a million in savings? Oh, hyperinflation. Half a million today sounds like a lot. Half a million in 2025 sounds like it'll buy you a cup of coffee and a a slice of pizza. That's freaky stuff. He goes on to mention that the euro, they said the pushback on my negative dollar call was about TINA. There is no alternative. In a follow-up commentary, I countered that claim, attempting to make the positive case for the Chinese uh, renminbi and the euro, while also giving a nod to precious metals and even cryptocurrencies. He mentions the euro is rising. The eurozone's shared currency has gotten stronger since early 2020. Where we fall, they rise. Man, certainly feels like a great reset, doesn't it? Gas shortages, beef shortages, meat shortages, telling people to eat cicadas. People then actually do go out and eat cicadas. Currency around the world is starting to normalize in value. Hmm, Sounds like some kind of great reset of global capitalism. I wonder about that, huh? The US dollar is tanking, but the euro is rising, so it's coming closer to like a one to one ratio. Interesting how that works. He says Lastly, the Federal Reserve. When current account deficits are under pressure, the central bank can usually be count- counted on to come to the rescue by tightening monetary policy. That most assuredly is not the case with today's Fed. By adopting a new average inflation targeting regime in August, the Fed has sent a strong signal that it will move later rather than sooner to counter any surge in inflation rates. Nor can so-called modern monetary theory ride to the rescue of the dollar. Yes, debt and deficits may not be consequential in a low inflation, low interest interest rate climate, hardly a brilliant theoretical breakthrough, but saving, or the lack thereof, still matters. With the U.S. increasingly reliant on foreign capital to compensate for its growing shortfall of domestic savings, and with the Fed's open-ended quantitative easing measures creating a massive overhang of excess liquidity, the case for a sharp further weakening of the dollar looks more compelling than ever. Well, there is some, some light at the end of the tunnel. Sheets to accept Bitcoin, other cryptocurrencies this summer. Those that held onto your crypto, hey, that's good news. I think this will cause the price of uh, crypto to, to go way, way up. This was reported over the weekend. This is a big gas station chain. Uh, we got a bunch by us. They, they make sandwiches, they do coffee, they do gas. Now you'll be able to spend, I think, Dogecoin, actually, which is really interesting. Not just Bitcoin. Yeah, check it out. The, the convenience store chain will accept Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Litecoin, e, uh, Ether, Ethereum. I guess it is called Ether. And other forms of cryptocurrency starting the summer. Interestingly, I think Dogecoin. I'm, uh, I'm a bit bullish on Dogecoin now. The reason is it's got a 2% inflation rate. So I'm told I could be wrong, but they were like, it's inflationary, which means it's good for cash. You don't want to hold on to it. You can use it for quick exchanges. Bitcoin is gold. So we have literally now created a system where we have digital cash and digital gold. I like the idea. All in all, what can we say? I hope you're paying attention. I wish everybody was paying attention, but I've got family members who aren't paying attention. They don't know. They don't care. Oh, it's fine. Now they're sitting here wondering why everything's getting so bad. I don't know. Maybe you should watch my videos, guys. Maybe if you watched them, you'd have been better prepared for this before it hit. The cyber attack on the meat plant won't be the last. There was, there was an insurance company that got hit recently. We don't hear about these things. They try to keep them under wraps. But this is huge. Don't be surprised if you go to the market and there's no meat. Well, I got good news for everybody. You ever see that meme where like a hurricane hits and all of the meat is gone, but the vegan section is still there? You can always count on the vegan section to have vegan options for you. For me, I don't care. I like vegan food. Heck, I'd eat bugs. Food is food to me. Make it taste good, and I'm happy. Slap a little garlic and ginger sauce on top, I'm happy as can be. Many of you might not be happy with the vegan options, but when it comes down to it, you'll be happy to get what you get. So start eating them Tofurky, tofurky burgers, because you, you better get used to them. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. at youtube.com slash It's a live show. Come hang out, and we'll see you all then. This past few days, we've had a pretty explosive story. A retired general, Michael Flynn, the former national security advisor to the president, said that there should be a Myanmar-style coup in the United States. Now, he didn't specifically say it. He didn't come out, get on stage and say, we need to have a military coup like they had in Myanmar. What happened was, the guy asked a question. He said, I'm a simple Marine and I want to know why, what's the reason why, what happened in Minamar can't happen here. He said, Minamar, it's Myanmar. And Michael Flynn said, no, no reason. I mean, it should happen here. And everyone clapped and cheered. Michael Flynn is now denying this, and I do not accept it. Sorry, it, it, his denial is fake news. Uh, I'm not a fan. If you wanna go to these conferences and you wanna keep saying this stuff and you wanna rally a bunch of uh, people, including many Q people, which is very damaging to the actual hard work that's being done, trying to secure elections, trying to make sure that people are confident in the system moving forward, which is very difficult to do. You don't go around saying things like this. Sorry. For those that aren't familiar, in Myanmar, the military said there was election fraud, came in, took over, protests, civilians dead. Not a good thing. Last night, I had a, a conversation with Matt Brainerd. Of uh, uh, you, you may be familiar with Matt Brainerd, one of the foremost experts on uh, uh, voter integrity issues. I'll put it that way. So we had Joe Kent on the show. He's running for office, and then in the bonus segment over at TimCast.com, we talked about some very serious things—things things that YouTube will ban me if, if ban me for if I if I say here. So Matt Brainerd talked about Arizona It what's to come, and he said, "Buckle up! Go check that out. Go to TimCast.com, become a member, watch that segment. The reason we do members-only segments is so that we can keep doing the work that we do. You got to be a member." So I know it's always tough when there's really important information that should be out. I wouldn't say the conversation was like a bunch of crazy official statements made. It was kind of just a a vague conversation. We're not done yet. The audits are still happening. Some stuff happens in New Hampshire. Check that out. But here's why I bring this up. Again, timcast.com. Sign up. Become a member. Help support our work. Listen to what he says. This is why I'm uh, not happy with what Michael Flynn uh, has said. The QAnon people, in my opinion are some of the, the, the most, uh, it's, it's some of the worst possible, uh, uh, it's the worst possible, possible thing, in my opinion, for people like Matt Brainerd. Right now, there's an audit happening in New Hampshire, and they found that it's, it, they said, it's the auditor said, no fraud. But there was a glitch with the machine where folds in the ballots were causing misreads, either taking votes away, not, not counting votes, or just giving them to the Democrat. Okay, we got a very serious problem there. Now, I don't know what we can do in the meantime. I think all that really means is moving forward. Let's make sure we avoid these problems. It's good news. But when you get people coming out saying, you know, doing these conferences, talking about the Kraken and a bunch of other weird nonsense, it makes it really difficult to, to investigate what's, what's actually happening and any potential errors in the system. So A lot of people demand of me that I come out and just say things that they agree with I'm not going to do that. There's a few reasons. If we can't prove it, we don't say it. And in order to actually prove it, you need a clean investigation. Stories like this distract from that and escalate political tensions. Let's talk more about it. Let me show you what, uh, what Michael Flynn is saying now. I'll show you what he really said, because I'm, I'm not going to stand for you. Know, look, he said it. He said it. Maybe he didn't understand what really happened in. Uh, <laughs> they actually put Minamar. Okay. Maybe he uh, uh, didn't understand what actually happened there. Let's read. Daily Mail says Michael Flynn denies telling a QAnon conference that a Myanmar-style coup should happen in the U.S., despite footage from events event showing him call for one. Michael Flynn has backtracked on comments he made at a Q conference this weekend, where he said a military coup similar to the one that happened in Myanmar earlier this year should happen in the U.S. The retired general, who briefly served as the national security advisor under Trump, made the comments in response to a question from an audience member at a conference organized by supporters of QAnon. The man said he was a simple Marine and asked, why what happened in Myanmar? And he says Minamar, it's Myanmar. Why what happened in Myanmar can't happen here? There's no reason, Flynn responded as the audience cheered. I mean, it should happen. That's right. Response to the exchange was furious with some calling for his court-martial. On Monday, Flynn issued a frantic backtrack in a post on messaging app Telegram. He wrote, let me be very clear, There is no reason whatsoever for any coup in America. I do not and have not at any time called for any action of the sort. Any reporting of, uh, of any other belief by me is a bold faced fabrication based on twisted reporting at a lively panel at a conference of patriotic Americans who love this country just as I do. I am no stranger to media manipulating my words and therefore let me repeat my response to a question asked at the conference. Then he says, there is no reason it should happen here. He says, in parentheses, there is no reason it, a coup, should happen here in America. Nah, that's a lie. That's not what he said. He said, "Uh, no reason. I mean, it should happen here. That's right. I'm not going to play these games. When Michael Flynn comes out and says this and then lies, this is a very serious problem. I'll tell you why it's a very serious problem for a variety of reasons. One, it's going to rile up a bunch of people to do crazy things. If a bunch of people go out and do crazy things, it makes it very difficult to actually do real investigations. When people come out and claim that the moon is made of cheese or, okay, that, that we didn't land on the moon, they say, then all of a sudden, any attempt at inquiry is muddled up with this trash. So I, I talked to Matt Brainerd about it. This is the guy, foremost a, a expert, one of the, on uh, uh, election integrity issues. And he, he points out in, in the segment at TimCast.com that when you're trying to file these suits and you get this crack nonsense flooding the courts, they don't take it seriously. So if you have 100 inquiries, 100 questions being sent to people, and 99 are insane Q crack and nonsense, and one is legitimate, they say, I can't read these. They've flooded the zone with crap, making it impossible to actually do the real work. That's what you get with this. So now, I'll tell you what, you know what Flynn has done? He has given clear and concrete evidence to the mainstream media and their propaganda activists of the lie. He shouldn't have said it. And then in, instead of just saying, you know what, I shouldn't have said it, I, 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 I misunderstood. He said, no, I didn't say that. He did. I bring you now to ground.news. They've given us a bias distribution breakdown. 34 of these news sources are bias rated, 16 lean left. 29% of the stories are from the right, 24 from the center, and 47 from the left. You got these, these good far left outlets reporting. Ground news headline. Michael Flynn calls for coup in the U.S. Retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who served briefly as President Trump's national security advisor, he said, you know, coup, let me see if I can play this so you can hear it. It might not play properly, but let me try.
2: I'm a simple Marine. I want to know why what happened in Myanmar can't happen here. (laughs)
1: No reason. I
0: mean, it should happen here. No reason. But that's right. One no more. reason. I mean, it should happen here. No reason. That's right. He then posts on his telegram, quote, there is no reason it should happen here. Now, nah, that's a backtrack. I get it. He might get in trouble. Maybe he regrets saying it, but he said it. And I see a lot of this with the, with the conspiracy, uh, you know, fringe right. That's making it very difficult for people to do the real work. Even InfoWars isn't playing this game. Check this out. I think I think we have this is this? yeah. Uh, Infowars says left calls for court martial of General Flynn after he suggested Myanmar style coup should happen in the U.S. You don't got Infowars on this one. Here you go. Red State. Michael Flynn calls for Myanmar style coup because why not? I mean, it goes on. I got Newsmax to say the same thing. We got uh, Washington Times. Michael Flynn says coup should happen and denies claim in Parlor Post. You can't you can't do it, man. This is, this is clearly not what he said. And what I see is uh, uh, Flynn probably regretted saying it. It's going to rile up a bunch of people. It's going to, uh, I'll say indirectly incite people, because I don't think my, he didn't come out and say, I want you to go do this. He said it should happen. And it's kind of like that, that saying, you know, oh, won't someone rid me of this priest? And then the guy goes out and does it. He's like, no, I didn't really mean it. Oh, no. So it's a uh, it's I believe it is free speech. Michael Flynn is protected. by. I I don't think it makes sense that he would be court-martialed over this. A lot of people are saying he's inciting insurrection. Saying something should happen, it's the borderline. He's, He's calling for it, but not so much where he's saying, I want you to go do this. I want people to do this. He said, it should happen, you know? And he backtracked. So this is what I see happening with a lot of the Q stuff. Someone comes out, they get a crowd, they're riled up, and they say what the crowd wants to hear. And that is not the way things should work. So I, I love it. I got a, uh, 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 some reviews on this podcast the other day. You know, the weekly, the weekly digest email I get. And I get two one-star reviews. And you know what? So be it. The first one was, you're, a lo- you're wrong, Tim. You know, claiming a bunch of stuff about a fraud and saying, I need to admit what really happened with the election, blah, blah, blah. The next one below it said, please point on the doll where the nasty Democrat hurt you. And I'm like, it's great when you get you know, the Q people and the Democrats ragging on you. It's bad for business. It's a fact. Those two negative reviews are going to impact my ranking on iTunes. It's going to make it harder for people to come and find this content. And it means I won't be uh, likely as big as, say, CNN or whatever. No, I accept that. You know, we're trying to weed through the trash. We're trying to figure out what really happened. And it's very difficult. A lot of people are convinced they know everything because they don't read much of anything. And that could, that could be the left and the right. I always tell people, you got to watch more than my show. You got to read more than just one source. But there are a lot of people that get their information from just a Trump forum, for instance. It's like, well, you got to read other things. I personally believe the right tends to be more correct than the left does because the mainstream media just lies all the time for money. And the people on the right tend to be driven by more so ideology, in a sense. It's hard to explain. The media, CNN, you know, Vox, whatever, they've got a bottom line. But, you know, Joe Schmoe on the Internet has a passion project, what they believe in. So there's, there's a double-edged sword there. Those who are too involved in tribalism end up spouting deranged conspiracy nonsense. And then many on the left do the same thing with wokeness. So you've got to be careful for the actual grifters, which ex- exist on both sides. But when it comes to media from many conservatives and people on the left, there, there is a difference. Uh, the mainstream media is, is wholly corporate. And interested in supporting the establishment as, as well, establishment as well as making tons of money. And many on the right are fighting the establishment. So it's, it's, it's a clear path right now. People on the right, anti-woke, anti-establishment individuals. It's not hard to be like, that's a lie from the mainstream media when they put out lie after lie after lie. So if you are simply debunking the lies in the mainstream media, you'll more likely be correct. But then you get stuff, stuff like this from Flynn. And I think everybody's, everybody needs to call it out. We need to make sure that the conspiracy stuff, the actual fringe nonsense doesn't muck up what the real work being done to investigate what's happening. And if I send an email to someone, I don't want them to just throw it in the trash. Furthermore, I don't want a bunch of people going out and doing January 6th type stuff. Probably the worst possible thing for Trump and the Trump movement and MAGA was January 6th. I know, you know, you, a lot of people are saying on the left, it was an insurrection. The New York Post is calling it an Insurrection. There's a bunch of people, many who stormed through the barricades. They did fought with cops. There's a lot of fighting. Uh, there's one video where a guys grabbing a cop's mask and shaking them. There's people shoving their way and fighting with cops. And it was one of the stupidest things anyone could have done. It was morally wrong. It was legally wrong. Strategic failure. Now, as I often point out, a lot of bumbling, you know, individuals had no idea what was happening, showed up after the fighting and the doors were, were opened for them. There's multiple videos where the cops open the door and say, hey, you know, I don't agree with it, but I agree, agree with your right to protest. There's videos of people talking with cops and cops are like, hey, just do this for me. Do that for me. So what happens is because of the violence that was there, the left, the media has weaponized this. Now, I've said before, <clears throat> when it comes to a lot of the stuff, it doesn't really matter because everyone's already drawn those lines. Have you seen the price of gold lately? At 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. But the last thing you'll need is to give ammunition to the propagandists. It's still sort of a recruitment battle that's happening. and And it's difficult for the people on the right to actually recruit individuals to see the world they do. Regular people right now who aren't paying attention, don't know, don't care. They're not likely to know or care anytime soon. They may see some news media and CNN will tell them orange man bad. They'll believe it. and They'll go vote and they'll go vote for Joe Biden. How do you convince these people not to do things that are against their own interest? You need to work really hard to combat propaganda from the media. Then you see what happened on January 6th. And there's a reason why the Democrats won't let it go. They need the narrative to be. Trump, Trump's movement, they're fascists, it's evil, it must be stopped, and it will only get worse. And they're driving that point home. Republicans, many, are helping them. And because of the weakness of many Republicans who side with the Democrats and the establishment, because of the weakness of Republicans who don't know how to combat that narrative and just join in the narrative, the news you will consistently get is that the establishment is good. Do as you're told. Trump is bad. Then comes Michael Flynn. Because of what he says, they say, see, we were right. Then Flynn comes out and says, I never said that. And they go, see, we told you they were liars. It's everything the media needs to make sure they can propagandize and bury the truth. So no, Michael Flynn, that's not what you said. You're lying. Not a fan. It's very, very difficult to weed through the chaos and the BS to figure out what's really happening to shatter the matrix. And it's not helped by the Q people and by things like these conferences. It's not helped. You know, the joke I, I make is like, if, if, if I was going to believe in any conspiracy, it's that cue was made by the establishment to discredit Trump and his supporters. It works. I can't tell you how many times I've heard the Kraken or Trump, you know, some, so there'll be a military action or there's ankle monitors. And I'm like, dude, none of that means anything. None of that does anything. All it does is make you sound crazy solves no problems, uncovers nothing, and delegitimizes you in the eyes of the court. It is just a waste of time. Oh, no, I know. People say, Tim, lab leak theory. The media said that was a lie and a crackpot conspiracy. That's right. And then now it's the narrative is flipping. And a lot of people are like, see, you know, you push hard enough. You keep going. No, 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 no. You you need to understand something about lab leak. Early on, we all talked about it. In in the early days, a lot of people were saying it was possible. I said it certainly was. It makes sense. However, if you're looking at a level four biosecurity lab and a wet market, and you tell me it was maybe zoonotic and it came from the wet market, Occam's razor suggests it was not the lab because you've got security there. You have to make a bunch of assumptions about a breach as opposed to just people in a wet market. But we still don't know for sure. So we entertain that we don't know for sure. However, if you were to come out back then, saying that it was lab leak guaranteed, then you would be banned instantly. Many people were, and then no one would hear about it at all. It is a very difficult space to navigate. And that's why I often say YouTube will ban me for saying certain things. So we set up TimCast.com for the place where we can have the conversations YouTube won't allow. It's an imperfect system. I don't have all the answers. But I often tell people, if if I have 100 things to say, and YouTube says you can't say one of them. Do I sacrifice the 99 truths uh, uh, because I want to say one? Or do I set up my own website where I can say the, you know, the rest of it? It's tough. It is. A lot of people are like, Tim, you should quit YouTube and stop making videos here. And I'm like, why? YouTube is where regular people go to watch content. At least this is an opportunity to break through the propaganda machine and then tell people to go to other websites, listen to other, other YouTubers, Stix Hexenhammer, Steven Crowder, there's a lot of other people that you can watch. You can learn from people like Michael Malice, Michael Knowles, and you're not going to get 100% of everything, but you have an opportunity to be exposed. It's the door out, to, out of the matrix that regular people, and it's still tough. It's still tough because YouTube still filters content. It is a very difficult battle, but tact is required. And that means you can't have people like Michael Flynn saying these things. Otherwise... You give them all the ammunition they need to claim you lied. They can prove you lied. They can play the video and say you're a liar. They already take clips out of context. They already manipulate. They already encourage the violence. They want you to go nuts. And I get these people, and I love, I love disputing this every single time it comes up. People commenting, saying, you know, Black Lives Matter and Antifa went around smashing everything up for a year, and they're getting what they want. And, this, and the embassies are flying the flag of Black Lives Matter. And Tim says, don't be violent. That's right. You, you are not the establishment elites. You are not in control of the, of the cultural institutions, and the mainstream press. So you do not get to act a fool like Black Lives Matter and Antifa does. Just because they do it doesn't mean you can. When January 6th happened, it was stupid. It was violent. It was stupid. The same as it was stupid for Antifa to go and burn down buildings. It doesn't solve anything. The problem is they have allies in media who lie and cover up what they're doing make it about the police. They defend them. And you know it. And you think you're going to get that. now? we are not in the era. Uh, it's not the 1600s. You don't stand in a building and then claim, you know, so, uh, uh, ownership of, of the of government simply by being there. There's a lot more that goes into building culture, changing minds, winning hearts and minds and winning political battles. And we are not in the era of smashing a window to get what you want. The only reason Black Lives Matter and get what they want, it's not because of window smashing. It's because the media lies on their behalf. So here's what happens. The left says insurrection 800,000 times. The Democrats come out and say insurrection 800,000 times. Instead of doing anything else, the Republicans join that conversation. Here's what should be happening. Republicans should be going every day in the House and the Senate, screaming about anti-Black Lives Matter. When they then say insurrection, don't even con- converse with them. When 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 Schumer plus says the, the insurrection, the commission, what do you get? You get Republicans going. no, 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 what happened? This is politics. We should what they should be doing is going up and being like the insurrection was bad. These Black Lives Matter extremists smashing up windows, a billion dollars in damage here, a billion you know da- damage there in Portland. It's been endless. And then when they're like, we're not talking about that, the Republicans don't know how to control the conversation. Donald Trump could have gone on parlor at any time. He didn't do it because I almost think they don't care. They don't know. They don't care. They have given the center of the chessboard to the Democrats, and that will keep happening. And stories like this only make it worse. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Be mindful of the fourth and fifth generational warfare that we are in and how Cutting through the BS is very difficult, and you need to stop the fringe conspiracy nonsense. Stand up for your principles, not let the lies break through. I'll see you all at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. According to a new report, Donald Trump is telling people that he is going to be reinstated as president in August, according to a report, according to a tweet. According to a tweet from Maggie Haberman of the New York Times. So forgive me if I don't take it all that seriously. But I do want to talk a bit about these conspiracy theories because it's not just the New York Times that's putting out this tweet that Trump thinks is going to happen. I don't actually think Trump thinks that because the New York Times is full of it. But there are some other people who believe that there's going to be evidence and something's going to happen. And I'm just I'm just so tired of all this, man. Now, there's a lot to talk about and go through because there's some weird stuff that we can we can bring up. And I want to address some of these weird conspiracies that are popping up, namely one about Biden and the wreath ceremony on Memorial Day. There are people saying that over the past, you know, five presidencies or more, there's a specific ceremony. And now there's videos popping up where like the military guys at the ceremony aren't wearing any military rank and it's weird and Biden doesn't actually do the ceremony. And because of that, people have drawn ridiculous conclusions. So let me debunk the conspiracy theories to the uh, best of my abilities and to the degree to which they can be debunked. Because in the end, the media will tell you lab leak theory debunked conspiracy. It's, uh, lab leak isn't a conspiracy, like saying, you know, that something leaked from a lab isn't saying a bunch of people colluded on some secret crime, just saying an accident happened and people don't know about it. And we think that might, might be what happened. But the media likes to tell you definitively, here's a thing. It's the opposite of what one pe- the other group are saying. So here, here's what I mean to say. We get these videos, we get these claims, and you get conspiracy theories on one side saying Donald Trump will be reinstated, conspiracy theorists on the other side saying it's not true, Trump's crazy, and the reality is probably not, but people shouldn't make draw definitive conclusions on things for which there is no evidence to stand up on. The likelihood of Donald Trump being reinstated, I mean, it's physically possible, like, you know, something could happen. The probability is ridiculously and absurdly low, probably well beyond any lottery ticket's chance of winning a million bucks or or the Powerball. But I mean, physical reality would allow it. So what, what can I say? Probably, to a great degree, not reality. But let's go through this. Because we got this report coming from Business Insider and a couple other outlets. Trump is telling people he thinks he'll be reinstated. Okay, Maggie Haberman. Ah, yes. Ever the bastion of good journalism tweets. Trump has been telling a number of people he's in contact with that he expects he will be reinstated by August. No, that isn't how it works, but simply sharing the information. She said it isn't happening in a vacuum. It is happening as he faced the possibility of an indictment from the Manhattan D.A. They say Haberman, who broke some of the biggest stories of the Trump administration and has been covering him for decades, added that Trump has been laser focused on election audits in states whose results he is still trying to overturn. The anti-democratic conspiracy theory has been bubbling up in fringe conservative media for several months. It has no basis under the Constitution or any legitimate legal framework. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell has been a prominent proponent of the theory. The former Trump attorney Sidney Powell also floated the idea at a QAnon conference over the weekend. Okay, it's just patently uh, uh, absurd unlikely beyond any reasonable expectation of what life will be. But I will point out it is a mistake to say when she says there's no constitutional or legal framework. Yeah, there was no legal framework by which the founding fathers severed from Great Britain. They just said, y'all were doing it. And they were like, you can't. It's illegal. And they were like, we don't care what you think is legal. So just because there's some kind of legal framework for a thing doesn't mean a thing can't happen. Let's talk about what can happen. Well, in physical reality, Donald Trump can walk in a building and people can just say he's the president. So it's physically possible, just not physically probable. they go on to say the anticipation of a Trump reinstatement on a certain date could spread further among the most dedicated Trump supporters. The calls to help overturn the 2020 election on January 6th, for example, gained steam through a pro-Trump bus tour by a fringe group and led to the insurrection at the Capitol. So let me tell you why I bring this up. Normally, I I would just ignore the unhinged rants of someone like Maggie Haberman. But when she says this, and maybe there's an iota of truth. Mike Lindell has said certain things. I got that story. We'll pull it up. What if they're not saying that Trump is going to be reinstated, like everyone's just going to be like, well, we've we've changed our minds. What if they're saying there's going to be some kind of insurrection? Now, maybe it's not probable an insurrection is certainly more probable than this idea that the military will say, oh, we just realized Trump's actually the president. Maybe that's reality. Reality is we've already had people storm into the Capitol, not all of them, just a decent amount of them. We have the FBI going after many of them, locking up in solitary. Could it be that there is a conflict going on and we just don't know about it? When in past warfare, have, have the, has the public been apprised of literally everything as was happening? No. In the Gulf of Tonkin, the, Viet, the, the, the incident in Vietnam that resulted in our, the United States entering the war, did we know what was happening? No. It wasn't until several decades later we learned the truth. So it's very possible things are happening that are hot conflict and chaos that we don't know about. And therein lies the big problem. A lot of people who don't know what's happening and have no reason to believe things are happening are saying things are happening, be it Maggie Haberman in The New York Times or be it fringe conspiracy theorists. This is tiring. We just don't know. Let's read more. I see a podcast from former Trump advisor Steve Bannon has amplified the conspiracy theory as Lindell and others have gone on to show, gone on the show to promote it with, a, with minimal pushback. The podcast is influential among GOP lawmakers hoping to avoid a primary challenge while seeking election. Primary, all of them. Who cares? Trump's lawyer and other Republicans filed dozens of lawsuits related to the election. All failed. I don't think it's fair to say they all failed. There may have been some positive uh, uh, results. Depends on what your definition of failed is. I know in the in the lower court in Pennsylvania, the judge ruled that on the merits the Republicans might actually win, but the Supreme Court on different. Uh, uh, grounds shot them down. So technically, you could say it failed, but there are some victories that matter. Okay, so Maggie Haberman is tweeting this and, you know, people are telling her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? They're making stupid jokes. Whatever. I'm just I'm it's tiring. But we have the story from from Newsweek. So let me break down what people are saying. Newsweek says Mike Lindell stands by prediction. Donald Trump will be back in the White House in August. I would be willing to bet a substantial amount of money that does not happen. But sure, let's read. They say, uh, Mike Lindell, of my pillow, staunch supporter of Trump, isn't backing down from his belief that Trump will return to the White House before the next presidential election. Lindell has been one of the most vocal supporters of the baseless theory the election was stolen from Trump and that Joe Biden wasn't rightfully elected. Courts in multiple states have determined the Trump campaign didn't present sufficient evidence of fraud last November. But Lindell has maintained for more than a month, longer than that now, if the campaign now has enough evidence to overturn the election, he said, quote, I wouldn't be out there doing this if I wasn't 100 percent real. Lindell told Steve Bannon, we have three paths to pull down this election. I'm sticking to August of this year. That's my opinion. OK, let me let me slow down for you. all After the election, everyone said no, November 7th, you know, that's that's when they announced um, <clears throat> that that Biden won. They were like, just wait. In a few more days, they'll announce something. Just wait. They're going to file lawsuits. And I did. And the 14th, they sort of, you know, we went through all these dates. They said, this is the day it's going to happen. Then when it didn't happen, they said this is the next day it's going to happen. Then it didn't happen. And they kept saying it every single time. And now this is a nonsensical story. I don't even know why I'm doing a segment on it. I guess Maggie Haberman tweeted this, started a viral uh, trend on Twitter, and now let's break down what people are saying. Are there weird things happening that I can't explain? Sure. Does that prove anything? No, it doesn't. It's the opposite of proof. It's more confusion. Let's read. They're going to mention. It's not the first time Lindell has floated an August deadline for Trump's return to office. In March, he told Bannon he would take evidence he allegedly obtained for January 9th the Supreme Court, which previously he declined to take up Trump, blah, 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 blah. Bannon, who served in the White House, yes, we get this, despite losing the election, sure, okay, fine. On Wednesday, Lindell, who was sued by Dominion Voting uh, Systems over his accusations that the company helped rig the election, pushed similar, belief, similar beliefs during an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Lindell pl- applauded Kimmel for posting the interview in its entirety on YouTube. He also applauded the social media platform, making it uh, av- available to viewers. He told Bannon that he believed a million people or more would view the interview and then it would be a game changer. As of Friday morning, more than 2.2 million people had watched it on YouTube. During an interview with One America News, Lindell said he believed God had his hand in the Kimmel appearance. It was divine appointment. I really think it's a turning point. When we look back and get to this great place we're going to be in, all of these things had to happen just the way they've been going down. The timing is perfect. Newsweek reached out to Lindell but did not receive a response. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we get it. All right. Here's what I want to say first and foremost. While I do not believe Donald Trump will be reinstated or anything like that, I think Joe Biden won the presidency. It's certainly not going away. There are still many people pushing these ideas. Perhaps many of them are fringed. I was very critical of many of the Q people in my previous segment on on this channel uh, because it's it's, it's disrupting the work of actual investigators trying to help make sure our elections are secure. Here's what you should do. You should go to TimCast.com. Become a member. It helps support my work. And when you do, it allows us to have conversations YouTube does not allow. So go and and, and check out TimCast.com. And you can see a, a members-only segment with Matt Brainerd talking about voter fraud. He says, buckle up. Buckle up for the results of the, the uh, Arizona audit outcome. Now, I don't know if—I don't know what it means. Go watch the segment. He's, it's, it's not definitive on anything. In no way am I saying that, you know, Trump won or anything I'm saying. Listen to what Matt Brainerd has, has to say. We talk about things YouTube doesn't allow us to talk about. And I, it makes me wonder, you know, it, it makes me wonder about some of what might occur. But I'm not convinced. I'm, I'm not convinced of any of this. I never will be. Sure, maybe like with lab leak theory, the media will have a turnaround and then things will change. I just really doubt it. Lab leak was different. All right. Last year with COVID. There were some people saying that perhaps COVID leaked from a lab. I made several videos about it and said, honestly, we just don't know. I'm not going to say it's definitive because I don't know. I went at the lab. I don't know who works there. I just know that the media has reported some questions. But the media said it was a debunked conspiracy theory. They shouldn't have. They had no reason to believe it was debunked. There was no evidence. What they were doing was they were saying, our experts say this is true. So could it be there's some kind of conflict we don't know about? Maybe. Could it be that in fourth and fifth generational warfare, it's, it's, an, it's a war for your mind and something's going on we don't know? Sure. I don't know. And you don't know. And these people don't know. And these conspiracy theorists don't know. But I do want to address some of the weird things that fuel this stuff. I give you from the New York Post what should be a boring news story, but does leave me with some questions. The New York Post says, Biden lays wreath at Tomb of the Unknown Soldier during Memorial Day ceremony. But he didn't. And this is weird. Now, this, this story is leading to a lot of conspiracy theories, ones that I think are really dumb. OK, let me break it down for you. In this article, they say that Biden lays the wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, which is a traditional Memorial Day ceremony, but he didn't lay the wreath. Normally, what happens is someone, you know, a military service member carries the wreath of the president. The president puts his hands on it. They walk backwards and then put the wreath on the stand. That's the ceremony. In this instance, Biden did not do that. There's many explanations for why he did not do that. The simple one is that COVID. They they're paranoid. Uh, they're not wearing masks or anything. So maybe COVID doesn't really make sense. Because if they were going to change the ceremony for COVID, I mean, would they wear masks? Well, they're vaccinated, so they're not wearing masks anymore. I don't really have an explanation for why they changed the ceremony and why no one's really reporting it, nor why the New York Post is saying that Biden laid the wreath when he didn't do it. And you can watch in the video, he didn't do it. That's it. You can see, here we go. I play these clips. There it is. You're watching. For those that are listening, I'll explain it. Biden just steps forward. No one walks the wreath back. Biden doesn't walk the wreath back. He just walks up and then puts a hand on it. And that's it. I have no idea why. Now, I'll tell you one thing, though. The conspiracy theories are ridiculous. The conspiracy theories, I, I kid you not, people believe that before this video came out, the real president actually laid the wreath, and the military made sure it was laid by the real president. Seriously? That's what they think? Okay, I'm sorry, man. I, I, just, I just can't with this stuff. It gives me a headache, and... uh they think that what Joe Biden is secretly working with Trump and Pence and that Trump's they think they think Trump's really the president for real, dude. All right. Um, sure. Is there a plausible scenario? Probably not. But is there a physically possible scenario? Okay, Maybe there's escalating conflict and we're going to go to war with China. So Trump's in hiding and they're pretending like Biden's the president, I guess. But really, man, look, I can say I wish we lived in some movie Ask action, reality of like crazy conspiracies, but it's just life is boring. The simple answer is, <clears throat> Biden doesn't respect the military, and they change the ceremony. Make the least amount of assumptions when you talk about this stuff. It's weird, you know, I think so, that, 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 that the, the New York Post says he laid the wreath when he didn't, and that it's a change of the ceremony. But I don't see much there, other than Biden is disrespectful. That's it. I don't know what people want to hear. I don't know what they think is happening. And maybe, if anything, if there was going to be a conspiracy, it's that Biden just does these things to make people freak out because they do. And that's one of the big problems. I mentioned the, the Matt Brainerd segment at TimCast.com because I do think you should definitely go check it out. You should definitely support you know, our work by becoming a member at TimCast.com. But that's the real work. They're doing an audit in Arizona. They're doing audit in some states. We don't know what we're going to find. I don't know what, what, what they'll find. Rumors are circulating They'll find that, that, that they already have found something. Sure, okay. Well, present the evidence and I'll take a look at it. For now, do the work. The Democrats sure don't want the audits to happen. They're fighting tooth and nail and I'm not surprised. In the media, they're saying it's a partisan sham and, you know, whatever. That's the real work. The real work is arduous. It's difficult. There's political interests. And then I look at this weird conspiracy stuff. Maggie Haberman, why is she putting this out? Well, when she says it, it means the mainstream media is pushing out this narrative that Trump believes he'll be reinstated. You then get stories like this from the New York Post. And what happens? Instead of providing financial resources to people like Matt Brainerd and to groups that are actually investigating election security issues that are legitimate and plausible, you get Internet forums believing fringe nonsense. Now maybe that's it. Maybe they're just fringe. Maybe it's just fringe nonsense. And we shouldn't focus too much on it. Maybe that's the trick. Maggie Haberman tweets this out so that I make videos about this instead of focusing on the real issues. But I, I don't know. No, I think she just get it gets a kick out of putting out these ridiculous stories because people click on it because the people who are obsessed with Trump will will watch it. I'm sorry. I don't think there's a reality in which Donald Trump becomes president in August. I don't think he's actually the president. And I just think Biden is a bad president. Because think about this. This is what people are saying. They're saying that some people believe Trump is the real president. Like there was an Ipsos poll. I think it was 53% of Republicans believe that Trump was the real president. So you're saying all of the bad things that are happening right now are Trump's fault. Okay, like the economy is crappy and there's mass printing of money and it's Trump's fault. Is that what you believe? Or, or what's the conspiracy that Biden's the front man so that Trump can do things that are unpopular? I, I'm sorry, man. There was a weird conspiracy theory before that Biden flipped and was secretly working with Trump and just other. Sure. Believe what you want to believe, I guess. I need evidence. Show me evidence something is true. The reality is it's just sometimes you don't win elections. Sometimes presidents are bad. OK, Joe Biden, Jimmy Carter, Buchanan. There you go. He's a bad president. He's doing bad things. Bad things happen because of it. And the ceremony is just more evidence that Biden just bad, a bad president. That's it. Kamala and Biden didn't do the ceremony. They certainly weren't worried about COVID. They weren't wearing masks. There it is. Did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? A lot of people are just, I I think they read too much into it. There's this viral tweet right here. Well, I should say, I shouldn't call it viral. It's got 5,000 views. And they're like, you can't make this up. Proof that the military is in charge of five different president, same routine, except Biden, whatever that means. And in the video, you can see Biden doesn't do the ceremony like normal. In other videos, there it is. This is what it looks like. Trump, he puts his hands on the wreath. They walk backwards. The wreath is put on the stand. Same thing with Obama. Same thing with Bush. Same thing with Clinton. And there you go. And then with uh, with uh, um, what was it Bush Senior or Reagan? So what do people think is happening? I just I just don't get it. Maybe we just have a crappy government. Maybe things are falling apart. Maybe that's the really really is the easiest thing to say. The one thing I can tell you that I believe is that we're in the middle of some kind of cultural and societal collapse. Maybe it's going to lead to a civil war. I don't know. People are fleeing blue areas and moving to red areas and people in red areas that are Democrat are moving to blue areas. We had a story about a woman in West Virginia who moved to Oakland to be, to be a teacher. So maybe what's really happening is things are just decaying and falling apart. Maybe the memorial, uh, the ceremony Memorial Day is different because people just stopped caring. Maybe we've become a nation of completely self-interested individuals. Maybe that's it. Or maybe you live in the Truman Show and aliens are controlling everything, and you know we're secretly in an alien zoo or whatever you want to believe. I just, I need evidence. Or I'm not going to believe anything. Uh, You know, Pixar didn't happen. So, uh, is president is 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 the presidency going to change in August? Probably not. And just like with the rest of the conspiracy theories, what's going to happen is they're going to move the date back. Well, it can't be August. It has to be changed because it has to be in line with the actual date, which is November. And then when November doesn't happen, well, we mean January. And then they're going to say, well, we mean mean March. And uh, I wish people would spend more of their energy focusing on the actual investigations into election security issues, because in New Hampshire, we saw something bad. The machines were misreading bouts. That's official. That's from, I think, like ABC News. Local outlets are reporting that. If people were focused on that stuff, maybe we'd get some substantive change. In the end, I'll tell you, I can't, I can't see the future. Sometimes I'm wrong. I have no problem saying that. You get a lot of people being like, Tim predicted a 49th state landslide for Trump. And I'm like, well, I predicted with conditions, like if Trump, you know, decriminalized pot and appointed Tulsi Gabbard as a national security advisor. I mean, those were far-fetched ideas to begin with. I did say, however, that like, I think the riots could lead to a major landslide for Trump, and I was completely wrong. Joe Biden ended up winning. Why? I I think people live in bubbles. I I think people live in bubbles. I think a lot of the people who believe these things about Trump haven't talked to people from blue areas. I talked to people all day, people I've known for a long time who have never cared about politics, who came out and supported Biden. And then Biden ended up winning. Could it be that there's something I don't know? Yes, of course. Could it be that come August, something crazy happens? Sure, probably. I don't know. But right now, I will tell you this. There's no reason to believe crazy, unhinged nonsense. When it comes to the investigation by people like Matt Brainerd, there's reason to suggest that something may may be there. Will something come of it? I have no reason to believe it will. The Supreme Court doesn't seem to be on Trump's side anyway, so maybe. Maybe it's a Manhattan uh, Project-level project, and something crazy will happen. For the time being, ignore the fake news, the New York Times, the Maggie Habermans, these people who pump out this crazy nonsense. And I'll tell you, spend some time with your family, get outside, get away from the cities. You know, this morning, you know, I had for breakfast, I had some farm fresh eggs, fresh from a chicken's butt. Okay, not really from its butt, but you get the point. We had some farm fresh eggs, just right from, right from the, the chicken city. Cleaned them up, cracked them open, over easy. Mm. Now that's what life's all about. This crazy unhinged nonsense. The internet's making people go nuts, man. Just chill out, have a good time, sit back, keep your, keep your ear to the ground, but remain calm. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question
0: for you. What do you do when you win?